National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. So obviously some of our conversations are going to be kind of steered towards that and talking about it. Uh, we are going to have a few other conversations that we're going to weave in because we've got three long hours to fill. So we've got a lot to get into. Let's talk first about when it comes to education for reconciliation, how does that require us to really know where we are and know where we stand right now? We're going to get into it right now with two guests. Our first is adjunct assistant professor from the Faculty of Education at University of Alberta, Lauren Yoakum. Lauren, thanks so much for making the time. Thanks for having me, Chelsea, and thanks for the new pump-up song. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good one. I know. <laughs> it delivers. Uh, we also have assistant professor of, at the Faculty of Education at Concordia University of Edmonton, Christine Martineau. Christine, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, an event that took place last year, um, and you both wrote about this in theconversation.com. Um, this was an event called Knowing Where You Are. Let's start with you, Lauren. Tell us a little bit about this event and, and the purpose of it. Um, I'd be happy to, Chelsea. Um, as I'm doing that, though, I just want to quickly acknowledge a couple of people um, that were very helpful in putting together the event. Elder Philip Campio, who was mentioned in the article, also Arlene Twin, who is a cultural knowledge keeper here, um, and also the Riverdale Truth and Reconciliation Commission or Committee here in Edmonton. Um, those folks were really instrumental in helping us bring this event together. Um, so, so the event was something that Christine and I put together for our students who are first year after degree students at Concordia University of Edmonton. Um, and we really wanted to, um, you know, signal our commitment to them and model a commitment to them uh, for educa of education for reconciliation by getting them out of the university, out of the classroom and into uh, the community. We really wanted to do something uh, a little less abstract um, uh, within the, the boundaries of the university and the boundaries of the classroom. So that was uh, something that Christine and I started talking about, um, and it all came together quite serendipitously with all of these other folks who really helped us out. And I want to know a little bit about, you know, what that event led to for your students and certainly for, for you as well as educators, what sort of the revelations were. But first, let's back up just a little bit. Christine, what exactly does education for reconciliation mean? Well, it's really um, answering the calls to action of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada to ensure that all Canadians have um, an understanding of Indigenous peoples and the history of Indigenous peoples in Canada that's grounded in the truth. So it came out of the um, settlement for the Indian Residential Schools um, lawsuit that came out in 2011, mm -hmm. and the call to act, calls to action are in a response to that. So it's it's helping our students as going out to be teachers. How can they bring the truth into their teaching in the classrooms, so that we can all work towards re reconciliation in Canada? And there's a lot to do uh, that is outlined um, in those 94 calls to action. So doing something like this is um, is a great way forward. Lauren, let's talk a little bit about what the importance of place means in the context of teaching these students and knowing where we are. Okay, so um, I mentioned that we uh, did this work in Riverdale mm -hmm. in central Edmonton and I am also a resident of Riverdale. So the notion of bringing those students down there, I said earlier that it sort of came up serendipitously and it was sort of some things that were going on with my work and in my personal life and also people that I was encountering in the community. 
Um, and if you've ever been to Riverdale, you know, I mean, first of all, it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that there's a, a teepee that stands in the community park. And it's a really in a prominent place. And nobody that travels through the community can help but notice it. Um, so I, I got into conversations with community members, especially members of the Truth and Reconciliation Committee. Um, and I'd been having conversations with Christine about um, what we could do for our students with respect to education for reconciliation. Um, So just having those chance encounters around my own neighborhood, um, walking uh, across the bridge um, that only opened a couple of years ago and seeing the artwork there, the idea started to formulate, um, to come together in my mind and in our sort of collective mind of Christine and I. Um, And we thought, hey, why not bring our students down here and see... Um, not not to have a specific program, but rather to put them in touch with things that are actually physically there on the landscape, mm. whether that be the art on the bridge or whether that be the people in the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, whether it be the teepee. And, um, you know, rather than having a set curriculum and saying, you must know this, we really wanted them to experience these things from their own social location and in those places and hope that that would be a step for them towards um, building in that as a habit uh, that they would take forward in their careers wherever they land. So whether they're teaching in central Edmonton or in the suburbs uh, or Sherwood Park or in Cold Lake or high level, but this is something they could do wherever they are um, to really change the starting point of their teaching of all in, in all areas, but especially in education for reconciliation. What, what was the reaction then? What was the response from these students and, and overall the takeaway? Christine, let's start with you. Well, you you couldn't wipe the smiles off their faces on the day. I'm telling you, they were they were so pleased to be there. They appreciated, of course, the time and, and planning that we took to um, to set the day up. But most importantly, they appreciated the learning. And I think one of the the best examples for them was to learn from the land and to develop a relationship with the land. Doesn't require going anywhere. The land is under all of us, and so let's start with where we're at. And that really, I think, helped to make this type of teaching more accessible to them. Mm. Uh, Lauren, what did you observe when it comes to the takeaways from these students? You know, certainly the responses on the day, I think Christine has spoken to that already. Um, Students are always happy for a field trip, of course, to get out (laughs) of the classroom, so we knew that would be a winner. But... But um, I would have students coming up to me, um, you know, in the weeks following and months following. And even now, if I happen to run into a student, they, that's the one thing or the first thing that they speak about is they remember that day and the things they learned. Now, of course, different people receive it differently. Some, for some of them, it's very emotional. There's, there's uh, extremely personal connections. Of course, we, we also have students uh, who are Indigenous um, or who have family members who are, or they've been detached from some of those relationships, um, and they're, they're rediscovering them or learning about them now. So it, it sort of really ranges from um, novices who, who didn't know any of this to those who are suddenly having personal realizations. And like I said, it's those things, those are sort of the the experiences that we hope are the foundation of a commitment to, to the task at hand. Christine, why do you think it's so important to integrate these teachings about reconciliation into education? What do you hope to see take place moving forward? 
I think Christine might have um, got bumped off the call. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) just looking at my screen right now. You're right. She is not there. So, okay. So, Lauren, I'll I'll pitch it to you while we try to reconnect with Christine then. What do you hope to see move forward in in all facets of education when you're integrating something like reconciliation into it? Yeah. So, I think the way that Christine and I have talked about it, um, it, again, it's not about the specific content going forward. Um, Everyone can approach this in their own ways. But the trick is grounding it in the truth um, that you can find in the place that you're at. And uh, so going forward, really, it's about that that habit or what, what we would call a disposition towards this kind of work and this kind of learning. Um, and also a commitment uh, to that learning. That would be another way of thinking about it. Um, and also... For, for any teachers out there who happen to be listening, we, we know in our work and they know in their work that one of the hardest things is feeling confident that they know enough um, and, and feeling um, like they have the capacity to teach uh, about uh, First Nations, Métis, and Inuit. But, but really, it's, it's the attitude of learning, um, the reflective capacity that we, we want them to have. And that's the foundation that we're really trying to develop. I think the you know the knowing enough about it um, comment is, is a really interesting one because obviously you want to be able to educate students, um, but but be informed. And it sounds like you both were very thorough in the people that you spoke to to try to get a little bit of input on this. You mentioned talking to the Riverdale Truth and Reconciliation Committee and the fact that they were really a big part of this. Um, I'm curious when it came to your own personal experiences, um, Christine. I think we've we've connected back with you again. If you can speak to if you can speak to your own your own. Um, takeaways from this, from this experience? What was it that that maybe surprised you or that you personally learned? Well, for me, it was um, really finding this, through Lauren, finding this committee of, of community people dedicating themselves to truth and reconciliation. That, that for me, was really hopeful, hope-inspiring. Um, I've been doing this work for a long time, both in K-12 education and at the post-secondary level. And seeing that commitment to growing today and being able to work with someone like Lauren, who's really walking his talk in terms of of responding to the calls to action and the new teaching quality standard, that's what I learned the most, is just that there are a lot of people out there willing to do this work, um, and it's just finding the right um, ways to work together. I think that was the biggest takeaway for me. There are a lot of calls to action. Uh, As you mentioned, Christine, there's 94 calls to action released by the Truth and Reconciliation Act in 2015. Lauren, how far do you think that we've come in tackling those 94 calls to action within our education system? (laughs) That's a very difficult question. Um, (laughs) I I don't know how far. Um, It sort of challenges me to make, to to offer a measurement. I I, I just want to say I think in terms of people feeling comfortable with the commitment and feeling comfortable with um, uh, doing things, but perhaps doing them imperfectly, but continuing to push forward, I think we've come a long way. The fact that this can even be a topic of conversation, to me, uh, amongst teachers and amongst the the public at large, um, to the extent that it is, indicates that we have come a long way. But I, I think... I think we're still we still have a long way to go uh, in education and and in society at large, but I'm optimistic. Um, in part because I have Christine walking alongside me, um, 
this doesn't come up in the article, but Christine and I trace roots uh, back to the same place, and that's Cold Lake. So um, her arriving uh, um, in my life about five years ago um, was a real godsend for me in terms of being able to feel confident uh, in doing this work, seeing someone who, at least metaphorically um, and somewhat uh, physically, who comes from the same place as you um, is, is really helpful. Lauren, Christine, thank you so much for, for sharing your work and uh, your time this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having us. Of course. That's Lauren Yoakum, uh, adjunct assistant professor in the Faculty of Education at the University of Alberta. And joining him is Christine Martineau, assistant professor in the Faculty of Education at Concordia University of Edmonton. They both uh, co-wrote an article for theconversation.com if you want to check it out, talking about this event that they held last year um, called Knowing Where We Are. And it was for students going into education uh, to learn a little bit more about how to incorporate these reconciliation acts and efforts into their teachings.